You're listening to Nightlight. Hello and welcome once again to the Nightlight Podcast. Melvin's back with us on the show. And today, Melvin's going to teach us another very timely topic to help us through these turbulent times. Entering into his rest. Entering into his rest, for me, it's a very important class personally because for a very, very long time, I've been slaving away. Not to make money, but, you know, slaving to please God and slaving to do the right thing. But uh, the more I read the Bible and I study it, I'm realizing that what I've been missing is that I have not entered into the rest that Jesus had provided for me when he died. Mm-hmm. For me, I was like, Lord, what is this rest? You understand? <laughs> Does that mean that I don't work or I just stay home and just relax? <laughs> but... Uh, the Lord was telling me that there is an, a rest that is promised to God's children when you believe in Him. And once we enter into that rest, now we are living a life from that rest that God has already provided. Now, rest is basically peace. Uh, you are not, you know, worried about things. You are not anxious. You are not jealous. You are not, you know, critical. All of those things, you are coming from a place of rest. Mm-hmm and not that you are trying to enter, you understand, into God's rest through some performance that you think that you have to do. Mm-hmm. This place of rest is so, so beautiful. And the more I'm learning to live in that rest, I'm seeing almost 60 to 80% of my, my problems with my mind, my emotions are getting more and more solved. That means I'm resting in that and I'm seeing God do miracles in that area of my life. In this uh, class, we're just going to get into something called entering into his rest. And I'm trying to cover a few verses from the Bible that will help us to understand that this rest has been promised to us for many, many years, even before Jesus died on the cross, even through King David. That would be the topic of the class. And then we will get into how to enjoy that rest that God has given us. We are going to go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Okay, so here Paul was concerned. The word fear, he is not that he's fearful. Mm. It's just that he's concerned that we do not completely enter into the rest and we might come short of it. Mm -hmm. When I read Hebrews 1, I was like, Lord, what am I coming short of? And the Lord said, it is a long, long shot (laughs) Mm -hmm. because my mind was not renewed on the topic of rest. Even though I studied some prophecies, I read some uh, articles on on entering into rest, it didn't really strike me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I personally didn't get a revelation on this rest. Mm -hmm. And so when I read Hebrews 4.1, Paul, he was pleading almost like with us, please enter into the rest. Mm -hmm. Don't fall short of that. Because look at the next verse. Verse 2 says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Okay, so Paul is taking us back to the Old Testament, where the gospel, it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ like we read today, the four gospels, but the good news was preached to the Jews. When the Jews were enslaved in Egypt, and God miraculously through Moses brought them out, Mm-hmm. And now God had a promised land, mm-hmm. a land of rest mm-hmm. that he had promised them. 
So he took them there, and of course, you know, he sent the spies in, Joshua, Caleb, and the other spies. But when they came back, mm-hmm. they gave a bad report. Not Joshua and Caleb, but the other spies. He said, oh, this land is flowing with milk and honey, and everything is there, but there are giants in the land. And to them, we look like grasshoppers, and so are we in their sight. Mm-hmm. So even though God had promised a land flowing with milk and honey, and they were going to have rest from all the slavery and the slave work, the struggles they had in Egypt. Mm -hmm. But because there were some giants there, the Jews, instead of believing in the word of God, started fearing these giants. Right. And see now, even though there's a rest promised to us, and Jesus had paid for it, we have to enter it by faith in God's word. Mm-hmm. Even though you might see some obstacles or your carnal mind might think, hey, this is not going to work out. How can I rise above my husband leaving me and my children? You know, all of those things. But God promised it. Now, Joshua and Caleb, they said, immediately, let's go get it. But the rest of the Jews, they said, they weakened in their faith because of unbelief. And that's what this verse is saying. Even though good news was preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. Why? Because of their unbelief. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the faith. Here, God did all these miraculous things to get them out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. So many miracles. And now God is saying, okay, go go claim your land. But they did not enter in. Mm. And so for 40 years, they walked around in the wilderness. <laughs> God said, you'll enter and you live in houses that you have not built. You will eat of the fruit that you have not planted. Right. See, it was all supplied for them. Yes. But there was, of course, this issue about the giants, but God was going to take (laughs) care of that. You know, but because of their unbelief, they could not enter into that rest. And so now they had this wilderness mentality. They're going around in the wilderness for 40 years. Of course, God did supply for them, Mm -hmm. you know, manna and took care of them to some extent. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't enjoy the fruit of that rest that they've been so much earning in their hearts all the time when they were in Egypt. Yes. And the same thing with us today, even though Jesus paid the price for us to enter, but we we do not enter because of unbelief. Right. Now, look at Adam and Eve. When God created Adam and Eve, he did not create Adam first. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think of it, he could have created, because Adam was the most intelligent of his creation, but he created Adam last because he wanted to prepare the place for Adam to live. Mm-hmm. So he, he provided everything, and then he created man, and he said, okay, now you enjoy my creation, mm-hmm. and you enjoy me first, and then you enjoy the creation next. So Adam had a beautiful thing set up for him, for Adam and Eve. Yes, But somehow for us Christians, we feel like we have to produce everything through prayer and fasting and our good works. And now God will start giving a little bit at a time. No, that's not what the Bible says. He says the rest is already done through Jesus Christ. Paul is always pleading like, hey, guys, please enter into that rest. So the Jews, sad to say, did not enter. But we might look back and say, oh, they were foolish people. But how about us? Are we entering into that rest? Feeling tired? Get inspired with Nightlight. Nightlight. Verse 4. 
For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. Okay, you now so when we read that verse, we think that uh, God was so tired, <laughs> the first six days working so hard, that he had to take a rest on the seventh day. Right. Yeah, but here that's not what he's talking about. God doesn't need a rest. He doesn't mm-hmm. get tired. He's talking about how after six days of creation, God rested. I mean, he ceased from his works. Yes. That means, I mean, from then, if you look, uh, there's no record of God creating anything else. Mm. Everything that he created is reproducing itself. Wow. You know, us, the humans, the animals, the plants, it is already done. Six days of work, it is finished. Wow. And so God rested on the seventh day, means from the seventh day, he's rested. And that's what he's talking about here. The seventh day from all of his work. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Verse 6, Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. See, the same rest, I mean, uh, in a physical way, was promised to the Jews, but they did not enter in Mm -hmm. because, it says very clearly, because of unbelief. Now for us, the rest uh, the Lord is talking about is not just for the physical, but also a spiritual rest. Mm. And this rest is for eternity. Either we can start enjoying it from today, or we can start enjoying it once you die and you go to heaven. But it is for us from today. Mm. Since we are part of the eternal life, So rest also starts for us today. For many, many years, I lived outside of that rest. Mm. In turmoil, in my spirit sometimes, fears, worries, all of those things that Jesus said, take no thought for the morrow. How can you not take thought for the morrow unless you're resting and trusting in the Lord? Because I try to put that into effect. I think, Lord, I have to not take no worry. But see, I'm not going from a place of rest I'm going from a place of slavery. Mm. You understand? Yes. So once we enter into the rest, most of the verses that Jesus is talking about is going to come to pass. Look at the next one. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. So there is a rest that remaineth, that is waiting. Now what he's talking about is afterwards, King David also talked about the rest. He was talking about a rest that was coming, that was coming through Jesus Christ. And the next verse, it says, uh, For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. So it says, once we have entered into the rest, we have ceased from our own works, just like God did on the seventh day. Wow. But see, the thing is, it's almost like an insult to the Lord after he did all of that to us, and now we fail to enter that rest. Now, people might ask, what is that rest? Now, say, for example, if I lost my job, now, do I have a place of rest I can go to? Or am I going to be pulled down by that thing that happened in my life? I lost my job. Mm. Instead of saying, God, you have a better job for me, I trust in you, but I'm going to stay in this place of rest. Because miracles happen in the place of rest, not in the place where you're struggling. Because sometimes we are pleading and asking God to do this, give us rest. But God is saying, please enter. Mm. But it takes labor. Labor means it takes work. 
to enter into his rest. It's not automatic. Mm-hmm. It's just like we have peace. It's not automatic unless we access that peace through our faith. And so laboring here doesn't mean like laboring for as a slave, mm. that you have to do something to enter into that rest. Like the Jews, they had to have faith to go into the promised land and then God would have taken care of the gents. But they didn't do the first step. They didn't enter by faith. And because of unbelief, they couldn't have that rest. Actually, in the verse uh, later on and before this, it says that, um, for we that have believed have entered into his rest. Mm. When I'm out witnessing and you know, teaching uh, classes to pastors and different people, I ask them, what do you mean by born again? You say you're born again. Mm. Because there's only one verse where Jesus said, you need to be born again. That also was to a Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And the word see, one of the meanings for see, is to experience. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. But most people who are born again and they declare themselves as I'm born again, but when you ask them, what do you really mean by that? They say, no, I'm changed. I don't drink. I don't do this. I don't, you know, smoke. I don't go clubbing. No, that is not what it is. Mm-hmm. Being born again is that you're experiencing that rest that Jesus had promised. Experiencing a life in the spirit, free of all kinds of fears and worries and anxieties. See, instead of looking at that, what we do is we look at all the physical things that we have to do. You understand? Mm-hmm. I have to fast for three days, so I have to pray you know, for seven days in order for something to happen. But as long as we keep doing that, you're not entering into his rest. Mm-hmm. All that have believed have entered into his rest. So when you receive Jesus Christ, there's a provision for us to permanently enter into that rest. Mm-hmm. And we have to remain in that rest. But what we do is when problems come our way, we jump out of that rest and we start trying to figure everything out. Right. And so this entering in Hebrews 4 is talking about that beautiful rest. But for the Jews, it was physical. You know, they didn't have to slave. But for us, this is a spiritual rest. And that is what a born-again child of God needs to experience. Just like when a baby is born from the mommy's tummy, she has to experience this life. Because if she just stays where she is, she will never experience it. She has to learn to walk, talk, eat, drink, you know, play, have a relationship as they grow up. See, it's a whole, whole dimension of experience the child will not benefit from or experience if she's still in the mommy's stomach. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us as Christians, we are born again, but we are not experiencing that abundant life that Jesus promised, mm-hmm. you know, that freedom that Jesus promised through his word. All because we are not entering into the rest. Mm-hmm. And we are falling short, like uh, Hebrews 4.1 uh, is talking about. We are falling short. Now, again, Hebrew, we don't know who the author is. Uh, sometimes we say it is Paul, but we mm. don't really know who, oh, really? who, who it is till today. I mean, they think it is Paul, but we are not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. But who it is who wrote it, the Spirit of the Lord is the one who gave us Hebrew, mm-hmm. uh, the whole book of Hebrews. And for me, in Hebrew, the most most beautiful thing is is the entrance mm-hmm. of the children of God into His rest. Uh, Hebrews chapter four, verse three, uh, reads as the first part: "For we which have believed do enter 
into rest. Okay, so that is the key of being born again. For us as humans, our carnal mind fight against the concept of rest. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like you know, in America, where I come from, Friday evening, you can't keep anybody in the office. <laughs> you understand? If you say, I'll pay you overtime, they're gone. The boss is gone, they'll be the first one to go. Yes. Because they're looking forward to those two days, Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday, the weekend days, to rest from yes. their work, to relax. But some of us, like in India, Africa, we are willing to work Monday to Sunday. Yes. You understand? <laughs> to make an extra work. I'm not saying that is wrong, but if we have that attitude in the spirit, then that's what will happen to us. We will be continuously, through the rest of our life, be struggling spiritually. And then you have one wave after the other of problems coming up, and you're just struggling to keep your head above water, just be able to breathe. Now, that is not the way a child is supposed to be like a child of God. God looks at us and he thinks, my poor child, why are you struggling so hard? I have provided the rest for you already 2,000 years ago. All you have to do is a little labor to enter into that. Just mm-hmm. like the Jews, they, all they had to go face those giants and God would have taken care of them. But they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to enter it because of unbelief. And they started telling God and Moses, you brought us out here to kill us. Mm-hmm. We would rather go back to Egypt where we had garlic and this and that. Now see, that's how pathetic sometimes we are. And all this life, this Christian struggle, sometimes we think it's a virtue mm. to struggle so hard because we are suffering just like Jesus did. Mm. I met a couple of ladies who feel that they struggle, they're suffering. They have to endure that suffering because just like Jesus endured. Mm-hmm. But Jesus endured so that you can enter into the rest. I'm not saying that we won't have struggles. I'm not saying we will be free of struggles. But God has provided a promised land of rest. Mm. But why are we not entering it? We go to church for 40 years, 30 years, and still have not entered into the rest. Mm. And Paul is praying and pleading and saying, guys, please, please enter into the rest. So all that have believed do enter into that rest. Mm. Now, if we don't enter, it is not God's fault. You know, in Leviticus, God even made sure it's not just once a week. Mm-hmm. God took us, took the Jews so far as Leviticus chapter 25, verse 2. God made it compulsory for them to take one year off in the, the seven years mm. period. Not just the seventh day, mm-hmm. but the seventh year. So they had a one-year holiday? One year they had to take off from struggling and working. Wow. And now the Jews said, how can we do that? Who's going to feed us on the seventh year? God said, on the sixth year, I will provide for you for the seventh and the eighth year. So that on the seventh year, you spend your time with me and you rest. Even your servants were not supposed to be working during the time. Mm. And if your field produced any kind of fruit Mm -hmm. or vegetables or whatever, it was for the poor people or for the animals of the field. Mm-hmm. And so for seven years, they, I mean, for one year, every seven years, they took a year off. What would they do? Well, they praised the Lord. They spent time together with their families, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And on the eighth year, they would plant and they would eat of their fruit again on ninth year. Wow, I never knew that. Well, today, we can't get people to take a day off. <laughs> we can't get them to take one day off because we are so busy. We don't have time for our families. We don't have time for God. 
And of course, in the New Testament, there is no law, there is no forcing. The entrance into his rest is of free choice. Mm. And so either you can spend your time, the rest of your time struggling, or you can enter into the rest <laughs> that Christ has given us. Well, I'm convicted because I find it very hard sometimes to take that day with the Lord. Even now it's Sunday and I'm talking to you and doing this podcast. Yes, because sometimes yes, we justify it because, you know, we do missionary work. You know, we are working for the Lord. Sometimes, uh, you know, even me, I justify myself saying, no, I'm serving the Lord. So that's okay. No, it's not okay because there is a principle about entering into his rest. Now, again, in the New Testament, you can be working and still enter into his rest. Mm. See, it's a spiritual rest we are talking about. Of course, we also need a physical rest, at least a day off every week. But even though you're working Monday to Saturday, you can be working from his rest and not slaving from our own works. That means, like say, you do so much work for the Lord, you have recording, you have people coming from all parts of Africa to record. And sometimes it can be a burden, you know, it can be a burden. Yes. And it can take a lot out of you. But when we are resting in the Lord and doing that work, fear, anxiety, worry that we might not reach the deadline mm. is taken away from us. Even though we work hard, in the spirit, we are resting. It's like Jesus, he worked very hard. Mm. But you don't see Jesus murmuring and complaining or fuming or, you understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He needed rest as a human, just like we do, physical rest. But spiritually, he had entered into that rest of his father that gave it to him. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I just want to clarify that this rest is for free. Mm. It's not something that you do through your performance that you can enter into that rest. No amount of going to church, you know, praying, fasting will help you to enter into the rest. Yes. Of course, when you pray and fast, you are in the Lord, you understand? But entering into the rest is a finished work of Christ. It is already done and it is supplied for free for anyone that wants it. Bringing you peace in the midst of the storm. You're listening to Nightlight. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Okay, now sometimes when we read that verse, we think that the children of disobedience is talking specifically to the people who have not received Christ. Yes. But it's not only that, it's also talking to people that through disobedience and unbelief have also not entered into the finished work of Christ. Yes. Now, what happens is, now the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan or the devil, he has power over us when we have not entered into his rest. Mm -hmm. Because entering into his rest is actually one of our spiritual weapons. Mm -hmm. The devil can't touch you when you're in that place of rest. Mm -hmm. It's only when we run out of that place of rest, Satan has power to give us some kind of a fear, worry, anxiety, all of that nonsense that Satan is designed for us. He's planned it. I mean, it's amazing. He has actually planned your day. Mm. By the time you wake up, he has it planned. He knows what thoughts to give you, who he's going to use to mess you up. Mm -hmm. So the day is already planned by him, but we are the ones who don't plan our day. We are not planned our day to enter into the rest that God has given us where Satan cannot actually touch us. Mm -hmm. 
So this verse here, it says, In the times past we walked according to the course of this world. And the course of this world is not only the physical sins that people get into, but it's also your spiritual course. Mm. On whose channel are you on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Are you walking the course that Christ wants us to walk? in peace and love and joy and helping other people mm-hmm. and being free from all those worries and anxieties? Or are we walking the course of this world where fear, anxiety, worry, jealousy, criticalness, unforgiveness, bitterness, torments and controls us? Mm-hmm. See, we could be a child of God but not experience mm-hmm. the sonship that God has given us. So we have a title saying we are the child of God without experiencing Uh, that beautiful, beautiful life in abundance that Christ has given us. And so we let Satan come and steal and kill and destroy what Jesus has given us. He talks us out of that place of rest. Mm -hmm. He can't pull us out, but he can talk us out. And then now we are in the course of this world. And now Satan has power over our day because we have allowed him, we have given him that power for that day. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6, Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So here, the Bible is so clear. Even when we were dead in sins, Jesus saved us, and he just didn't leave us spiritually in this world. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus said, I have taken you out of this world, therefore the world hateth you. So what he did is he took us up and made us to sit in heavenly places with him. You understand? Yes. And see, that's what a lot of people don't understand, is that Jesus didn't get you saved and leave you in this world. He took you to a place that is in the heavenlies. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places, a place of rest. Mm -hmm. Now, the prince or the power of the air is under the heavenly places. That means Satan is under your feet. Wow. <laughs> a lot of times people think, oh no, Satan is under the feet of Jesus Christ. Right. No, he was always under the feet of Jesus Christ. Jesus died so that he can now come under your feet. Yes. And you are the one that is on top of him. But what happens with us is instead of being seated in heavenly places, we go down into the garbage bin of this world. That's where we are seated in worry and fear and all kinds of problems that we ourselves bring it up on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're sitting in heavenly places, you're not fearful. Things will come against you. Things will be fearful, but you don't leave that place. You're mm-hmm. in a place of rest. Right. But what we do as Christians is we don't appreciate what Jesus did for us, mainly because we don't have the knowledge. Mm. For many years, I was living in the garbage bin of this world. Even as a missionary sometimes, mm-hmm. because I didn't know there was a place that Jesus had taken me. I was waiting after my death to go into that place. Mm-hmm. No, he's kept us. He says, even as we are dead in sins, had hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. You're sitting mm-hmm. right there. And now you have peace. Now you have joy. Now you have all of those fruits of the Spirit. It's only manifested in that realm of rest. Mm. You can't have peace when you're not under the dome of rest. Mm-hmm. You can't have love that overflows when you are under pressure, when you're under, you have allowed yourself to let Satan control your thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you know, you're, you're in the wilderness. Can you imagine Christians, as Christians, we, we are saved, we have given the place of rest, but spiritually we are running around in the wilderness mm-hmm. because we did not accept the gift that Jesus gave us through his death. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at that, for me, I'm like, God, I'm not coming down from that heavenly places. <laughs> you understand? I want to sit there and the more I meditate on that verse and the more I teach it, I've taught this class to many, many people and many, many people's lives have changed to the fact that they're realizing that there is a place for me mm. that is in heavenly place. I don't have to come down. Yes, we get sick sometimes. You know, we have problems. We have financial problems. We have problems in marriage. We have problems with everything. But you can be seated in that heavenly place. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've been counseling a couple of single mothers whose, whose husbands had left them. And sometimes they they want you to be compassionate or sympathize with them, mm-hmm. which I do. But the fact is, sympathy will not help them overcome what they're going through. Mm. And so when I taught them a class of rest, and you don't have to come down from the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Yes, your husband left you. He mm-hmm. made a choice. Whether it's right or wrong, you have the provision and the right to stay in the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go into depression. You don't have to lose your health. You don't have to lose your job. You don't have to, you know, get your children into a worried, fearful state. No, you can rise above. You Mm -hmm. can stay in that place of rest and say, Jesus, I know my husband left me. I don't understand everything, but I'm entering into his rest and I don't want to leave this. And now your, your attitude is changed. Your mind is renewed. Mm. And as you stay in that heavenly place of seated with Christ, God will go ahead and do the impossible for you. Mm. Either he will change your husband's life and thoughts and bring him back, or he will lead you to find his will for you. Mm-hmm. You understand? For the rest of your life. But whatever God's will is, there is a rest that is promised to the children of God. Mm-hmm. You have it. And now I'm scared to step out of that place of rest. I want to stay in the heavenly places where Satan is underneath me. Mm -hmm. But when we come down to the world and the garbage bin Mm -hmm. of this world, then Satan is above us. Mm. He can talk us into anything and everything he wants us to do. And sad to say, when I look at some Christians, of course, including me, I'm not saying I have arrived. There's so much that I need to learn and change. But I'm so excited to see that this place of heavenly rest is mine. It Mm. can never be taken away from me. But I can take myself away from the rest Mm. because of my fears, yielding to my fears, yielding to my unforgiveness, yielding to my depression, yielding to all of those negative things that Satan has sent to steal, kill, and to destroy that life that Jesus paid for us to have, the life in abundance. He didn't say you'll have a little bit of life. Now, How can you have life in abundance in the garbage bin? No, Mm. you can't of this world. You have to be seated in the heavenly place. Mm. Now you, you can see the plan of God unfold mm-hmm. in my life through what Jesus had done, the finished work of Christ. But instead of going by the finished work of Christ, we are trying to finish a work that is already finished. Mm. We are trying to defeat a devil that is already defeated. Jesus said in the, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. See, you can't be of good cheer in the garbage bin. Mm-hmm. You have to be seated in heavenly places to be free from that tribulation and to be of good cheer. Encouraging you how very dearly Jesus loves you. 
You're listening to Nightlight. Now, since we know we have a place of rest mm-hmm. promised by Christ, but He actually died for us to have that rest. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it's like I want to receive everything that Jesus died and paid for. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss out on that. Whether it's my healing, whether it's my peace, whether it is my place of rest, whether it's the abundance of supply that God has supplied, I mean, through his son's death. Mm-hmm. You understand? Any of those good things that Jesus died for us to have, I don't want to miss it. Just like in Hebrews, he's saying, you know, let's fear that we do not enter or partake of this. Now, entering into his rest means we are partakers of the divine nature of Christ. Mm-hmm. You understand? Partakers means we are just enjoying, we are just going into the finished work of somebody else. It's like yesterday, your wife uh, made a beautiful dinner. Mm. I came back uh, from teaching and there was this nice, she put so much effort. Mm. And so I just partook of the dinner. You know, I didn't wash dishes for it. I didn't clean the (laughs) toilet. I didn't make all those things. I partook of the finished product or the finished work of your wife. And I enjoyed it. All I did was receive it. And I thanked her for doing it. Mm. See, that's what God wants from us. He did the finished work. He wants us to partake and then thank him for what he did for us. But most of the time we are saying, no, that buffet you have spread on the table is not good enough. Let me make my own food and I will, you know, I will add to the buffet. I will do this. I will do that. Uh. See, that's what as Christians we are always doing. We are trying to add more and more to the finished work of Christ. But the Bible says in Hebrews 4, they that have entered into the rest have ceased from their own works. Mm-hmm. And see, for me, it is so liberating. Now, that doesn't mean I can't be doing good works, but now I'm motivated to do good works and to help people because of the rest that I have received. Mm-hmm. I'm not struggling, you understand, to mm-hmm. help people. Yes. I love helping people now. I love teaching classes. People have to say, guys, uh, sorry, now the time is up. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I'm teaching in the church, I get a little note saying, oh, the time is up. I enjoy it. Because I want to give whatever God has given me. But see, if I was struggling to be a missionary, he was thinking, oh, no, I have to teach another class. See, now I'm going from works and not from that place of rest, Mm. that heavenly places where Jesus has taken me to sit down. And see, that is the thing that people don't understand, is that why can't we just be partakers of the divine nature? Mm Mm-hmm. And now that partaking gives you the energy, the love, the strength to reach the world for Christ. And now it becomes a thing of beauty, a thing that you love and not something that you are forcing yourself to do. Okay, let's look at Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now one of the keys to entering into that rest is that we have to live by faith. Now, people might say, hey, what do you mean I, I do live by faith? No, there's another verse that says we walk by faith and not by sight. And so what happens is as long as we are walking in the carnal, carnal means with your five senses, you understand? And as we are depending on the five senses more than the word of God, you are not operating in his rest mm. because it is by faith we are in that place of rest. Not because of five senses tells us that, oh, you're resting. Yes, when you go to sleep, you're resting. Your five senses are rest. When you are, you know, watching your favorite show or movie, you're kind of resting in some way. But we are talking here about faith is the key thing. 
In Romans 5, 2, it says we, we access that grace through faith. And so if you are not walking by faith, and if you are not living by faith, faith basically means God's word. Whether you work in an office, whether you work at home, you're a teacher, you're a cook, you're a handyman working on electricity, you have to be, even though physically you're doing the things that need to be done, you're walking by faith, you're asking God, God, how do I do this? Or if you have a hard time, you're asking God to intervene and help with your boss or with your employee who's giving you a hard time. See, that is walking by faith. So now you have entered into his rest. Mm -hmm. So all day, everything that you're doing, you're living by faith. That means you're living with the evidence of God's word. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 11, one says, for you know, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. So see, you have an evidence. When you're sick, you have an evidence that says, by his stripes you are healed. Now, you might still be sick, and by that verse and your, your faith in the verse, you can be healed. Mm -hmm. But you are entering into his faith, into his rest, even if you are sick. Mm -hmm. You're not running around complaining about your sickness, calling everybody that you know, saying how bad you feel, how sick you are. See, that is walking by sight. But when people ask you and you say, yes, I've, you know, I have a cold, I have this, but by his stripes I'm healed, I'm, you, know, you are entering into that rest. Mm -hmm. And see, that's one way we enter into the rest is to live by faith. Morning to evening, when things come across, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. When somebody offends you, what are you going to do? So faith in God's word, you can use it as a tool, as an avenue to enter into that rest. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. Generally, one of the most important things to entering into rest is to, to have intimate and close relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. I'm not talking about a mindset where you think in your mind, oh, I'm close to Jesus, yes, I am intimate. No, but actually to spend time with Christ. Now, it is very beneficial if you can take a day off and spend time, but sometimes we don't have. We have children, we have families to take care of, but at least an hour or so on a daily basis to take the time not to just keep asking God, God, give me this, God, give me that. Jesus, please take care of this. No, it's a time to spend with him. Jesus said, all you that labor, you come on to me and I will give you rest. See, rest is talking about labor. He's talking about people who are laboring. He's saying, you come and I will give you rest. It's a promise. So you have to enter into that rest that, that comes from spending the time with Jesus, you understand, you'll be listening. For me, I listen to beautiful music that helps me to enter into that relationship with Christ, that intimacy with Him. I read God's Word on the subject that I need help with. All of those is entering into His rest. Mm. And now again, throughout the day, I don't just leave that one hour I spent with Christ. I take what I got from that one hour and I use it throughout the day. I think about what Jesus told me in that hour or the verse I read. Or this song, I just keeps going in my mind. You understand? Mm -hmm. That particular song that helped me to enter into his rest. So you can do all of those things. But again, when the trouble comes, when somebody's offended you, you're making a phone call and somebody just abuses you on the phone. See, you have a choice to stay in that rest or to jump out of the rest and, you know, shout back at him. See, it is a choice that you make on a daily basis mm. to stay in that rest. It's not something, it's automatic. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus gave it to us, but now you have to enter into that. And it's simply recognizing what Jesus did for you at every instant. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you don't have funds what you need. You're thinking about, oh, Jesus provided for me already all these years. Mm -hmm. And he's made a provision for God to provide again. I'm going to rest in that and not going to start worrying that I don't have this money. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. See, now practically you can enter into the rest through faith in God's word. Mm-hmm. See, you have your relationship going with Christ. You are meditating on his word, on his music that is uplifting you, helping you. And again, one thing that we need to be careful is that our own loved ones, relatives, friends can pull us down from that place of rest. Like, for example, if my wife is rested, I am not. I can say things to pull her down, not mm-hmm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. But so we have to be careful with the voices that are coming Uh, towards us, even though it is our wife, our children, our boss, we need to be careful. Is there anything that he's saying is going to pull me down from that place of rest? Mm -hmm. And so now you have to counteract it. There is something God left for us to do, Simon. Mm -hmm. Rest is there, but it is not fully automatic. Mm -hmm. You have to labor to enter into that rest. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like I'm so excited to teach this class. Of course, this is a very small part of the whole class, but to help people to enter into that rest. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what Hebrews 4 was talking about, that that it was fearful that people might come short of entering into that rest. And that is the rest that, uh, you know, the Bible says the name of the Lord is a high, strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. Is That is the place of rest in him. So my prayer is even that people who are listening to this, I know everything that is not put exactly as it's supposed to be put, but I know the the Holy Spirit can bring this teaching into their mind and Mm -hmm. their lives can be changed from today. Mm -hmm. Not tomorrow, they can change it today. And for the rest of the life, they can enter into the rest and have that fellowship, that relationship, that peace, that love, that joy, and be free from all that garbage of fear and worry and anxiety, which is on a worldly level but we are seated above the prince of the air in heavenly places. And thank you so much, Melvin. I know that class will be a blessing to many. Thank you for having me and God bless you all. And please do check out Melvin's other classes on this channel. And also, please recommend this channel to others as a place where they can get a deep feeding of God's Word. And not just the Bible classes, but also all the other devotional content that you can find on this channel. This is Chris Glynn signing out, and I'll be back in a few days' time with another Nightlight podcast. Bye for now. Nightlight.